welcome back to the Big Eight Boys and You podcast. My name is Derek, and I am your host. We have a lovely episode for you all today, as today is Valentine's Day. Connor and Richie, how are you guys doing? You feeling the love today? Oh, I'm feeling the love, man. I definitely love it. It's a good day. It's a good day. There is no better group of people I'd like to be spending my Valentine's Day with than the, these lovely souls I see on my screen. Oh, wow. I'm feeling the love. Wow, that was that was deep, man. My heart's really full right now, so that is what it is. <laughs> nice. Well, we have a very, very special guest today, along with Richie and Connor. Um, she is technically Connor's Valentine, but I am sure that Connor views us as first in his heart today. I, I know that for a fact, so she she's mm. important, but yeah, yeah, you know. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but I am very, very glad to introduce the amazing... Jill Villeneuve, and I know I got that right. I practiced like five times at this point. Yes, you did. <laughs> nice. So, Jill, tell us about yourself. Yeah, um, I, I grew up in Vermont. Uh, I went to school down here at Boston College, so that's how I ended up here. Kind of nannied a little bit throughout school, and then I um, moved on to ILKB, which is where I am with Connor right now. Uh, from there, I just recently went back to school uh, for health and wellness coaching at the Maryland University of Integrative Health, um, and I've got an internship as well that I'm doing at Envision to Be Well. Um, so I've got a ton of things going on right now. Hell yeah. I'd love to hear it. Damn. You're showing us up a little bit. Connor, you're going to have to keep up, man. Yeah. A little bit. She's, she's moving I'm pretty fast. I don't know. Yeah. She's kicking ass. She's kicking ass and taking names right now. Perfect. Well, as as you listeners can hear, she is a she's very perfect for this topic we have today, which is love yourself before anything. We thought it was very appropriate with Valentine's Day, and you know we just want that that positive vibes up in here. So perfect perfect time for Jill to come on, and you know perfect way to for Connor and Jill to start Valentine's Day. Exactly. Yeah. Talking <laughs> about their love for themselves and one another. That is definitely not what the and, podcast. And we're trying to steal <laughs> the love. That was uh that was the topic of a few episodes ago, right? Where we put Connor on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jill, did you like that yeah. one? Anyway. anyway, I loved that one. <laughs> Good. Well, anyways, yes, I'll, I'll move on for Connor's sake. We start off with reviewing our challenge from last week, which was an easy one, you know, to take a walk around the block. I want to hear about Connor's challenge first. Yeah, kind of an kind of an easy one. Um, we usually walk Jill's dog Millie. Um, and that's usually around the block or around the park a little bit. So kind of an easy win there because it's a task that needs to get done. So found my way to always manage to get outside and get that sunshine. Is Millie nearby? Millie is nearby. Would you like to say, well, she's kind of sleeping right now and I'm going to keep uh, it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. You're kind. Okay. Maybe later, maybe later. I'd actually like to comment that I don't know if Connor actually had sun this week. I think it was snowing the entire week. So I think that was a lie. He must have been lying over there on his challenge. I don't know about that. No way. We had, we had two days of sunshine. Mm-hmm. Anyways. We did. We did. Uh, no, I definitely did get my walk in. I had a lot of things that I had to actually go do. So, um, yeah, I got my walk in. I thought it was like pretty meditative to not like not listen to music and not do certain things. Um, and just kind of, you know, just have your ears wide open and kind of just almost people watching when you're walking through the park and walking through the different neighborhoods around here. So I think it was pretty, it was a pretty good challenge and I really enjoyed it. Nice, man. Love to hear it. So for my challenge, I I agree with Richie. It was just a nice way to 
um, being meditative and just kind of like taking the day. I've been doing a new habit where I run in the mornings. I start my day by with like a little bit like around a mile run, come back, take a cold shower. But before I went and take take my cold shower, I just walked for a little bit and I ended up at the grocery store and I realized I needed to do some grocery shopping. So it was a big double win for me in that regard. So I'm glad we gave uh, ourselves this small win. Yeah. How did you, uh, how did you feel on that morning? It feels like you got a lot accomplished and sometimes that goes overlooked. So if you remember that feeling, explain that to us. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get into detail with our, with the year review about a lot of things, but this week has been really good because I've been in this really good morning routine. Um, I've been taking cold showers for over a year and a half now, but I added in this run in the mornings this week and I've been doing it like I think almost every day this week and it's been a really good start to my day and it just makes me feel good like when I come in and start doing work I I feel like just so energized and like ready to go and like focus where I know in the past I would just wake up and be like ah fuck dude I hate waking up I don't want to get on this call and that was at like my first call of the day in the past was like 8 30 or 9 a.m and that was tough and now I'm waking up at 6 30 going for a run doing all these things and I feel great so it's it's a it's a good uh contrast to what I was doing before that's a great change. So that's a, it's a really good segue into our year, which this week it's my turn to give you guys a little bit of insight into how things are going. So a lot's been going on, like I was alluding to. My goals for the year, the biggest one is I want to be a JavaScript wizard, and that is going very well. On that regard, I've been doing this course in the mornings. It's one of the first things I do every year, every day. And it's really interesting. I'm learning, I'm getting out a ton out of it. Um, the goal for the month is to go through this entire learning series, which are 60 hours of content. And I am halfway through the month and I am 12% through. So I am not on track at all, but it's okay. Cause I'm learning a ton and it's a big goal, but it, you know, it's just, it's just meant for me to push myself. And that's what I was trying to do for February. And it's definitely working. The next goal is my green goal. Um, and it's going well as, as well. I, I said I was going to start a green web dev project, but I'm going to retract that statement. I'm actually going to do, uh, zero waste groceries. I, I try to do like no plastic, no anything. Uh, for that, I'm using a service called Zero Grocery, which delivers all my groceries and it's healthy stuff too. But they're in jars, and I give the jars back when I'm done, so there's no any, no plastic waste, anything like that. Good way, easy way for me to reach my goal, and that's going well. Along with that, every month this year, I'm trying to do a green community service event. And January didn't happen because it got canceled, but February it happened because I did it yesterday. And it was really, really exciting. I was actually pretty nervous going into it because anything you do by yourself, there's always an added layer of anxiety, you know, because you're just like, I don't know if I belong here. I don't know if this is the right move. I, you know, it just, it just, you don't know what to expect. And um, I'll be honest, there was some added level of anxiety because it was in Oakland and, you know, Oakland doesn't have the big, the best rep. And I have a friend who persuaded me not to live there because of gentrification. I won't name names, but maybe he's here. Um, and you know, it just it just added to that level of anxiety. But it was a really good event, and I think I'm gonna do this one every month because I do this every one monthly. It's called the Plant Exchange, and pretty much I go and volunteer to help clean up around the plants and just make sure people have uh, access to good, healthy plants. Um, it was nice. I met a lot of friends. I even adopted my own plant child. I can. I'm gonna go get it right now so you guys can see since we're on video. I don't have a name yet. But this is my new plant friend. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. 
So as you guys can see, green goal is uh, progressed along very well. Next, I have Japanese, which is the the runt of the three, not going as well. I'm starting to study a little bit more, but I don't remember what my monthly goal is, which is uh, I think a telltale sign of <laughs> how it's how it's going. So yeah, it, it's progressing. I do it on the side here and there, but not going super well. And the last one is stay current, which I the month the goal the monthly goal is to listen to a new album and also to watch a new movie. I listened to Weezer's new album, which I know is a stark contrast from my known persona of EDM. But little known fact for all my friends out there, I did listen to a lot of alternative rock growing up. The Killers were my, were my favorite band. So this is very in line with that. I thought it was a great album. I enjoyed it very much. Um, love to talk music if you want to talk music. And the movie I watched was Across the Wire with Anthony Mackie. And it was very much the typical testosterone-filled army, save the day, oh my god, the world's going to end, so someone needs to save us, and exactly in line with that. So it was kind of fun. Whew. Yeah, there you go. Very cool, dude. Good work. Putting in that work this year. I love it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'd like to call out the fact that you're waking up at 6.30 a.m. Although you don't have a job, you're still waking up at that time. And I think that's like kind of an important thing, right? Like you have literally, you could sleep in if you wanted to, but you're choosing not to every single day. You're choosing not to, and you're choosing to get better every single day. And I think that's really important, really, really cool. It's something you should highlight uh, a little bit better. Just like, we should all be excited by that. Cause I, because that is an exciting thing. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, it's interesting. Cause I never really believed previously about the whole, like, Oh, if you love what you do, waking up so much easier and like, Oh, starting the day is, is so important all these things i i used to like roll my eyes and think it was such bullshit and now i can say i firmly believe that because i'm enjoying everything i do every day like i wake up and i just start my day and it's it feels great it feels wonderful oh don't you love to be unemployed it's amazing huh <laughs> i mean this is at all time peak <laughs> <laughs> that's true I, I mean that is very true i actually didn't get into any of the other projects going on because i have I'll tell you right now. So I have, I'm doing a hackathon this week, which I am doing a ton for with another group of friends. I just picked up another freelance project. Um, I'm trying to work with some designers to design my own green web dev project, even though that's not my goal for the month, just to just to show up the people who think I'm unemployed and getting lazy and fat, I'm not doing that. I'm enjoying everything I'm doing. And it's good, you know? I, uh, I'm definitely busy, even though I don't have anyone over my head telling me what to do. So, and that's that's ultimately the goal I have, which is I want to be my own, own my own business and web dev of, of some sort and freelance and, you know, just be that JavaScript wizard and be that rock star and, and provide all the services to the world. Damn. <laughs> mic, mic drop. Yeah. Looks like you got some good goals going on. I do. You said in the very beginning, you were 12% into it. What do you mean? 12% into it? Oh, uh, my course. I think I, did I yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you have a plan set ahead or are you planning on modifying your goal a little bit so you don't feel that loss? Yeah, I, it's a good question. I, I think I'm not going to modify anything. I think I want to feel a little bit of pressure on that front just to try to get as much as I can this month and then see what we'll go from there. Because the good thing is this is that 60 hours comprises, I think, six or seven courses. So if I did that in one month, especially the shortest month, that would be insane. I'd be learning a ton uh, on top of all the mm -hmm. projects that I have going on. But I'm, I'm hoping that I can get most of it done this month and then finish it, make it my March goal as well to, and add a little bit more. Um, 
but yeah, the content was really good. It was like very, very insightful. Like I, I, I loved it very much and I'm glad I made this my goal. Um, yeah, it's going on. And even, even, even if I don't finish that goal, I'm going to feel accomplished because of how much I'm learning within the course. Hmm. That's good. Talk to me a little bit about the systems that you have in place to continue to get the things that you need done. sounds like you have a lot going on. So just wondering if you're practicing anything or, or doing anything to help you, you know, make sure you're doing something every day or working towards this, this goal or goals. Oh, great question. So I think the biggest of which I would adopt recently is what I talked about, which is waking up in the morning and, you know, running to get to that Spartan race and then starting my day strong with the shower and a little bit of coffee and just like getting directly into my goals, which is like the JavaScript stuff that has been helping a ton. But besides that, I think when it comes to like replying to people by email is like, I, I do it right away. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time trying to think of like the best way to say things. I mean, I, as long as I word it professionally, I'm trying to like put the onus on other people. So that way I don't have to think about it, which is helping a ton with coming to like scheduling interviews and projects. I just kind of get it out of the way and I know what I want. So I, I tell them like, Hey, this is what's going on. And it's out of, out of my ballpark. And I think that is the best way I can do it. We're like getting as much out of my wheelhouse helps a ton because I can focus on the things that I want to focus on. Um, if that makes sense. So on that front, also I have interviews scheduled and that, uh, update for you guys that that final round interview with the, the housing company, they finally got back to me. So I'm very excited about that. Anything exciting you want to tell the audience or is it just like, we'll talk about it later. Uh, so on top of all those projects and everything I say I have going on because I, I don't have enough going on. Right. I've been interviewing with a lot of startups and one I made it to the final round for. So I'll be talking to the head of growth for one this week. And if that goes well, I'll be talking to the CEO and I'm excited because I've always believed and known that I, the soft skills part of things is, is, not, is my strong suit. So once I got past the technical part, then I'm a little bit, I'm not going to breathe easy because it's not over, but I, I, I aced the technical part. So now I just have to talk to them and, and make them realize that I'm very passionate about this, this cause, which I, I definitely am. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to prepare for that. And things are going well with, with that. It's just, if I get a job at a startup, all these uh, yearly, monthly goals, we'll, we'll see how they get affected because startups are not good for your work-life balance. But that's that's kind of what I want. That's kind of what I'm asking for. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely puts you to work, but I'm excited for you. I mean, you just seem, your energy's high right now and you got good vibes vibing off of you. So I, I love it. Yeah. Derek, I hope you can <laughs> feel the love coming from us exuding towards you oh, in san francisco i definitely can well i would love to spend this entire episode talking about me but i think we should move on <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so we're gonna put the spotlight on someone else because it's time to interview our guest miss jill over there so I've been talking a lot, so I'm going to ask Connor and Richie, do you guys have any questions you want to start this off with for Jill? Yes, I do. I told Connor I was going to ask, so I'm going to ask. And you can you can avoid this answer as much as you want, but uh, why do you think that we should let you date our best friend? <laughs> I don't know uh, if this really relates to the All topic right, here. all right, fine. Um, so you mentioned you're studying, um, 
you're studying something. And so I think we should dive into that a little bit. Um, can you tell us a little yeah. bit about the background to why you decided to choose that topic? Uh, health and wellness coaching. Yeah. Um, whew, there's so much. I So working at the gym for the past like two and a half years, we work with a lot of people and they all come in with the same sorts of goals. They all want to lose weight. They all uh, equate like thinness to happiness or being successful or finding love or what, you know, whatever it is. They just assume that being thin will all of a sudden solve all of their problems um, because we kind of grew up in a society that has really shaped this idea of healthiness um, to equate it with this idea of thinness. So it's just people feel like they have to lose weight. They've got to be small, right? Um, and so working at this gym and just seeing all of the other benefits to exercise and having a community um, that you're really involved with and you really trust and you enjoy being around. Uh, there are so many other things and so many other benefits um, that come with just a, a regular kind of exercise routine uh, and even just, you know, pursuing health in general. Uh, and so I kind of wanted to, I was talking to Connor one night, uh, start my own kind of business here. And this would probably be, you know, like 10 years down the road, honestly. But I I sat here and I've got this really good vision, but I just, I need the tools. I need the education to be able to make sure that I'm, I'm coaching people to be able to make these like lasting kind of behavioral changes and uh, to coach them through which changes really matter in the first place. I have, a, I have a follow up on that. Um, you're studying health and wellness coaching, and it sounds like you really want to get, like you said, the behavioral side of things, right? As opposed to just like the getting fit. Are there any like interesting psychological things you've learned along the way to get there? Yeah. Uh, have me on in a couple of months. I'll be able to answer that. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> but um, it's like the behavior change and uh, lasting behavior change. That's a course that I'm going to take over the summer. Um, because you're right, it is really tough. And we all know that ourselves. Um, and I think being a, a coach and being kind of an equal partner with somebody who's looking to change their behavior um, has its own set of challenges. So I'm going to really learn the the science behind behavior change uh, over the summer. Oh, I'm so excited. I, I'm going to when, whenever you learn yeah, it, like, like, let me know. I love psychological things like that. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything that you do personally to coach yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of uh, self-love, self kind of posit body positivity, that type of deal. Yeah. I mean, anything, I guess any of that would be, would be good. I think I just, just want to understand, you know, what do you, uh, what do you think? Um, so right now I, I'm taking this class and it's called um, becoming a healing presence. And when you hear that, uh, you know, term healing presence, it's, it's something that a person is and um, kind of these traits with it are, you know, being non-judgmental, being a good listener, um, being non-striving. So you don't really assume things about people. You've got this beginner's mindset and you just you let them talk to you and you help them kind of work through these things. Um, and so in this course, I'm, I'm learning a lot about meditation and mindfulness and just the, the power of this, right? So something that I'm currently working on is self-compassion and positive thinking. So with these two things, Connor's really helping me with my self-compassion goal, 
where he'll he'll recognize, you know, if I'm being super hard on myself or I've got these unrealistic unrealistic expectations for myself, he'll be like, yo, stop. You got you got to calm down, Um, you know, be realistic, be uh, forgiving of yourself, be kind to yourself. And um, so he's really kind of helping me through that. I think that's something that I really struggle with. Um, and then to, to kind of help myself out with that, I'm really practicing this positive thinking. So with this, uh, it's literally just thinking positively, right? So what are some things that you can remind yourself of in uh, a negative situation, or if you're feeling stressed, or if you're feeling insecure, what are some things that you know that you need to tell yourself? Um, and literally just practicing that day to day, this positive thinking, it, it creates these pathways in your brain, right? So you'll you'll be able to really kind of revert back to this positive thinking here. So that's currently really what I'm working on is just, um, you know, telling myself my favorite mantra is you're doing your best and that's good enough. Um, so whenever you're feeling stressed, just kind of, you know, reverting back to that and and being really accepting and forgiving of yourself. That's what I'm currently working on here. I love that. And I, I mean, I don't know if Richie's an expert, but he did read the power of positive thinking. So maybe uh, he's over there. Pretty, pretty good over yeah. there. Yeah, man. Now uh, I have all the knowledge now because of the <laughs> one book that I read. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a follow up because you, you mentioned like the pra- practice of self-love and I know you, you fundamentally believe that self-love is a practice. Uh, I, I think it'd be really good for me and a bunch of other people to know, like, are there any like quick, easy rituals you do on a daily or weekly basis to practice that and i hate the word hack because you you can't really hack self-love but a hack would be good too yeah so i think with there's two things i'll talk about the first is just with self-love i feel like it's a, a part of it is a positive body image right so um <laughs> This might be a little bit cliche, but, you know, just when, whenever getting out of the shower, being in the shower, whatever, just kind of checking yourself out. Right. And being like, wow, I really like this part of my body or I love the way that, you know, this curves here, or this kind of rolls over here and putting that love into yourself where society maybe be, um, maybe says, you know, having rolls on your stomach isn't good. Having your little um, a little fat on your arms, you know, that kind of jiggles a little bit. That's not good. And just looking at those places that maybe you did not grow up learning how to accept um, and just putting that positive energy there. So for me, I I kind of like look at my stomach here and I'm like, you know, I think it's the the perfect kind of ratio of soft to toned, right? But some <laughs> growing up, I wasn't really taught to love any softness about my body, right? So just working on this positive body image, sending extra love to these areas that you've been taught to be insecure about. Um, that's the first thing. And it is a conscious act, right? You need to think about it every time you see it. You need to write reminders to yourself, whatever, you know, however you do it, it's got to be a daily practice. And then the second thing that's really helped me, and this does not need to be a daily thing, but it's a really quick, like one undone kind of situation is crafting the the media that you consume, right? Social media is huge in this day and age. And so when I started to get into this, yeah, right? When I started to get into this, I was like, I need to clean up the the social media platforms that I'm on. And for me, a big one is Instagram, right? Just mindlessly scrolling through and whatever it is. And I said, 
you know, this can be a, a tool that I'm really using for myself. So what I did right away was just unfollow any account that made me feel insecure about myself or made me feel like I needed to change my body in any way or, um, you know, promoted unhealthy kind of beauty standards there. Um, and with that, I unfollowed anybody who who photoshops their pictures right? Because I don't need to be sitting here looking at women that I'm comparing myself to every day, all day. And um, these women don't even look like they, they, their pictures, right? Because they Photoshop them. So anybody there, I got rid of anyone who just made me feel insecure. And I started to follow people who look like me, who have the same body type that I did. That's another thing I did. Um, because I kind of figured, you know, if I see the beauty in these women and the way that their stomachs look, why can't I feel that about myself? Right. And that is something I'm working on is that self-compassion. So a really easy way to start with that is just looking at people who remind you of yourself and being like, wow, that woman looks amazing. Um, and then realizing that like, you know, you have a little bit of that amazingness as well. Um, and then the, the last person, <laughs> I know this is a lot here last people that I kind of followed are just anybody um, with different body types. I want that perspective, right? There are people who live in um, bodies that are a lot larger than mine and seeing just kind of the, the biases that they face day to day and um, understanding that there's perspective to learn with anybody and everybody. And there always, always is still, no matter how small or how large you are, this issue with positive body image and just kind of taking comfort a little bit in the fact that it's a universal thing. You're not alone in uh, your insecurities in that way. Damn. So yeah, there's I a lot a to lot unpack there. there. Um, there is. I know. <laughs> the best person who could probably ask a question is Connor. So you've been pretty quiet yeah. over there, bud. No, I mean, you guys are, you're hitting all the nails on the coffin right now. Um, she's kind of putting a staple on that body positivity and we've just been, I've just been encouraging her on that path. I mean, there's nothing really I can say right now or ask her that we haven't really talked about. So it's a little tough for me to develop that question. Um, but I love the the pathways that you guys are going. It's just about, you know, it, for me, it's a, it's a new perspective as well. And I kind of, I'm learning through that process with her. <laughs> yeah. On that note, you know, you mentioned comparisons, things like that. I'm, I don't know if we're, if we're going down the topics here, Derek, or as the host, I don't know if we want to keep going down this or if we wanted to, you know, dive in more on the, the, uh, the interviewee, uh, Take it where uh, you so, want to go. All right. All right. So you mentioned comparisons. So I'm wondering, you know, how do you make sure you don't compare yourself to other people? Cause I think that's huge. And you, you go on Instagram yeah. And, you know, you might even see your best friend. Like, Connor, Connor looks super freaking good right now. Have you seen him with his shirt off? Dude, come on. How do I make sure I don't compare myself to him? How do I make sure that I'm good with me? Yeah, that is a great question because it's something that we all do. Um, And I think it just starts with this understanding that somebody else's beauty does not take away from your own. Right. So looking at somebody and if they look different than you and they're really beautiful and you can kind of recognize that, that doesn't mean that you're not beautiful in your own aspect. Right. There, there are different ways that we all kind of shine through and we all see that beauty in other people. Um, and that's one of the most amazing things about 
you know, being alive and being a human is we all have these different ways that make us beautiful. And so just going back to that, that quote, right? Somebody else's beauty does not take away from your own. And just kind of having that understanding, that's, I really feel like the first step um, to stop comparison, comparing yourself to other people, because then there's not really a need for it. Yeah. Right. That person's beautiful in their own regard. And so am I. So whatever, there's no comparison. I guess there's not like a, like, oh, it's a hundred percent. Like there's not like this uh, certain amount of love that you're going to get to like, sorry, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if there was like a number of like 10, right. And just because Connor, cause I'm looking at Connor, like not all of that, uh, that number is going to Connor. Like not all that love is going to Connor. Uh, that love can be like spread to Connor. And then that doesn't take away the, the love that I'm going to get separately, I guess. I don't even know how I'm trying to explain yeah. this, but something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at it this way, right? If, sorry, if Connor and I are walking down the street and we see an attractive woman, like, yeah, we can both recognize that's an attractive, beautiful woman, but it doesn't make Connor love me any less. Hmm right? Because there's no comparison, right? So we can see somebody else and we can recognize that beauty, but Connor doesn't look at that person and go like, damn, she's beautiful. And wow, Jill's not, (laughs) you know, like he's still kind of, (laughs) he still kind of sees that, right? It doesn't take away from how he finds me beautiful. That's true. Hmm. That's true. Wow. Yeah. There's a ton to unpack, but yeah, I, I heard, I heard Jill say, don't compare anyone. So that means I heard her say that I'm, I'm more beautiful than Connor. That's how I took it. That's right. <laughs> that yeah, I that was that was a lot of food for thought. I like that a lot, especially the comparison aspect, because comparison it really is the thief of joy. I don't know if you guys heard that quote before, but I, that's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Huh? Wow, Jill. You, I have not. I have not heard that, and I like that a lot. It's, oh, it, it helps me so much sometimes because it just you know I want to be happy. I don't want it. I want. I don't want my joy to be stolen away. Yeah. Yeah. So Jill is a perfect guest for this topic. Again, I I love having you on. This has been already so awesome. But now we are going to move into the main topic, which is opening it up to the floor for us to do our little soapbox thoughts on this. Connor, Connor's not ready for this, it looks like. Do you not want to do this? Don't forget, bro. One question. What's the one question? Oh, you're right. Ah, shoot. I forgot it, Mr. (laughs) I. Thank you. So Jill, these are the Baguette Boys and you. How do you define success? Just being happy, right? If you're happy, if you're at peace with yourself, uh, there's nothing more to it. You've already found that success. And so this can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. I think when we think about success, we really zero in on career wise, but just recognizing that, you know, and for some people, work and career is not even a focus in their lives, right? It doesn't give them any purpose. And so recognizing that a a woman or a man who does not work, doesn't have that career, but just has different ambitions instead, they can be wildly successful uh, as well, right? And it's because they're they're happy, they're at peace with their lives. And um, it's just really shaping the life that you want for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear that? Just because I'm unemployed doesn't mean I'm not successful. (laughs) amazing nice i love that answer and i'm glad connor reminded me because i was on the track to forget for a second time in a row (laughs) (laughs) but anyways now we can move on to the main topic which is again love yourself before anything else Um, i have some questions to provoke some food for thought that i will pose but 
any and all people, you're welcome to drive the conversation a certain way. And Jill, I implore you to do the same. Um, again, you you are good on this topic. So if you want to take us down a certain path, please feel free to do so. We will we will follow your lead. So the first one cool. I I do want to ask. Um, we've been talking a lot about the positive side of loving yourself, but I would like to first start off with the negative side of not loving yourself. So the question I want to ask you guys is what are some negative repercussions of not doing that, of not loving yourself? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It's tough to think about the negative thing because we're, I think lately we've been trying to really get onto the positive. So to me, you're, you're really just kind of affecting all areas of life in that sense. You're really putting a downer on everything that you do. I think, well, me and Joe were just talking about this and you are what you repeatedly think. You've heard that quote before, right? Nope. And so getting into that and, and did you say no? Yeah, I didn't, I've not heard that. Really? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, it's so true. I mean, whatever you put your thought on, you you know, if you always are thinking about a yellow car, you're going to see a yellow car. If you're always thinking about this, you're always going to get that. And so that kind of goes into the mindset of that, you know, positive thinking. And I'm sure Richie has read some of this in that positive uh, power, positive thinking book. He has to have had, you know, just having that repeated self-talk to get you there and, and having the negative self-talk, it just, it eats at you and it beats you down and you're just going to be completely consumed with that. And you're going to have a really negative outlook on life. And that's when the unhappiness comes into play. And that's kind of the opposite of what we all define success as. And so mm -hmm. that's why I'm, I have a hard time thinking about the negatives because I've really conditioned myself to be that positive outlook, have that kind of forward thinking and not have that negative self. But I, I mean, it's, it's a dangerous road, as some would say. I don't have an answer to this, but I have a, I want to tweak the question just slightly. Do you guys remember the first time you realized you loved yourself? And the reason I want to ask that question is because what's the difference between now and then? Has things changed? That's not like a negative. I'm just wondering what you've started to gain from loving yourself. Yeah, I think for me, I had no trouble in, in like high school, right? And then we all kind of go away and we we grow up and we move into this real world where uh, we're really unsure of ourselves and what we want to do and which path we're going on. And I think that going through some tough times in life, um, that's really what's infected up. Uh, affected me the most and made me feel maybe insecure. And so I think the curious thing about this is it doesn't, it's not a reflection of anything that I've done um, or, you know, anything that maybe people have said to me or failures, mistakes, whatever that I've made. It's really more so a reflection of just bad things that have happened to me and navigating this really unsure world. And so in looking at that, I think the question really is, where does this like negative self-talk and negative self-image come into play? And it, is it because it's it's actually legitimate, like you're actually supposed to have these negative thoughts, 
Or is it just because you've kind of been through some stuff, you're navigating unsure times and that really starts to reflect inwards and now you're unsure about yourself and whether or not you even like yourself, um, which I think really just begs the question, like, is it even justified you're not liking yourself? Is that something that you did to yourself or is it just like, I don't know, it's just kind of put on you, it happened to you. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Super, super thought provoking. And the mind is, mind is a crazy thing when yeah. you get into conversations like this, because it's almost, you're battling with yourself at times. You really are. And I, I, I love what Jill said, because I think she hit it directly on the head with the insecurity and just like that uncertainty. I think that's where like that negative side of not loving yourself really creeps in because you're not sure of what's going on and what your life is going to look like. And it's scary and it's terrifying. And as a kid, like high school and below, you have this certainty in your life right you have your parents to shield you and all these things and it's warm and like the worst thing in the world is like that that girl from seventh grade doesn't like you back and you're like oh no my life is over yeah. you know like oh shoot <laughs> but that's not true it's not true at all and then when you get, get older and you realize how just how uncertain things are and how much power you have over your own life it gets really tough because negative thoughts creep in and you you know it's it's scary and I so with Richie's question, it's I love that question because I I've always thought I was like I am a super confident dude. I've always loved myself. Things are great, and now that I'm older, I realize confidence and self love are not the same thing, which is really a big distinction I've had to make. Because even though I'm confident, there are so many different times in my life I've not loved myself, and it's tough to get through that, you know. And like that negative talk comes in, and like I've always put myself out there. And when I lost like elections for different organizations I've been, like there's a week where I like. I hated my life and I was like, I can't believe I didn't get this. And I was just so depressed and like negative thoughts racing. Um, and the best thing I can do people to the best advice I can give is talk to people. You know, I had a lot of people around my life that helped, helped me realize that I do love myself and I have other people in my life that, that love me. So that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, I'm proud of you for recognizing the difference there. Cause that's really, really hard to find the difference between being confident and showing that self-compassion to yourself it's not an easy road to go down and a lot of people don't understand the differences there and i think as young men growing up we have a hard time understanding emotions because you know society has really told us to push those emotions down you know be a man you don't have to cry you don't have to do this or that so it's important that you start to really understand those two differences the reason i wanted to ask that question was because i can sort of pinpoint when when that happened for me like when I realized like oh you've always said you loved yourself but do you really and then it was like last year it last year 2020 I, I think it was obviously everybody knows it was a shit year for everybody but uh when we started doing like journaling we started doing and talking about different things and like having these types of conversations that's when it was like oh, okay like you really want to understand your what you want to understand who you are want to understand uh all these things because shit's gonna happen shit's always gonna fucking hit the fan it always will your life's gonna change crazy stuff's gonna happen and you always have to be able to bring it back to like i know who i am and i love myself and like at the end of the day like that's all that matters right like shit is always gonna happen and if you don't like understand who you are and love yourself then when that shit happens it's harder to deal with it will be very hard to deal with and so I think like when Derek was talking about, you know, he lost that election and the week happened, like it's hard to deal with certain things when you don't love yourself because you, 
you're like, well, I invested everything into this and now I don't really know who I am. And so if you know who you are and you can like love yourself, I think it always like it always is able, it's always better because I think you can always like bring it back. It's like, this wasn't everything. This isn't everything in my life. I have all these other things to look forward to. And I think that's a really important thing. Yeah, I think the point that Richie is really hitting on is like knowing your identity. And I think that's something he's been learning about recently and how when your identity is kind of shattered in a second like that, it can really mess with your head. And it doesn't have to come in the form of like growing up losing elections. Like for me, it can come from in the form of anything, like especially if you've been in a long-term relationship and then it ends like that, your identity is wrapped in that other person. And like, even though you might be confident, you're definitely not going to be loving yourself for a little bit after that. Cause you're, again, your identity is just shattered. For sure. And I think like Connor can speak to this also, like when I stopped playing baseball was the moment I realized like, Oh, baseball's not my life anymore. Like, like this, I'm not, like I only identified myself for so long just playing baseball that like not having it anymore was such a weird thing that like, I didn't really know who the hell I was. And it's, it's a, crazy. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. Can I ask this? Did you, did you know an end was coming or did it kind of end abruptly for you? Like, could you plan, like you knew when your last game was your last practice, whatever it was. It was a very interesting, like last couple of years of playing baseball. I won't get into it too much. Like I played my last year and um, I was playing in the summer and it was, it was just like, it's becoming like this chore for me. And it was hard. It was just like, this is not getting fun. And I was, and I got hurt and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't like function to like play actually function. Cause I was like, I hurt my hand and I like, you need your hand for every, literally everything. Um, and so, you know, I was just like, I don't like, this isn't fun anymore for me. And, uh, and that was it. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So that to me sounds like it, it was kind of abrupt. Like there wasn't really a peaceful ending. I know for me, like I danced all my life. So my identity was really intertwined with being a dancer. Um, and then going to, to school, I kind of stopped for a little bit and I got back into it. And so I was literally like my last performance on stage able to say this is the last time like in my life that I'll, I'll dance on a stage in, in front of people. And that me brought a lot of peace was being able to kind of plan that. Um, and I think that just goes to say, you know, when we're feeling prepared and we feel like we've got this plan or we know how things are going to go, um, it, it allows us to kind of heal a little bit from it and start to think, uh, you know, identity wise, like, all right, what's next for me? What can I be excited about? I'm wrapping up this part of my identity and it was great and I've learned a lot. It's taught me a lot of things, but, you know, I'm ready for the next thing. But when you don't really have like a clean kind of cut like that, where you can be like, I'm really thankful for all the lessons that I've learned and now I can move on. I think that can be really hard. And that's kind of what gives you that a little bit of like a, a crisis of identity. How do you feel? Um, I think when I, I mean, obviously I stopped playing soccer when I was 24 or 23, I don't know, somewhere around there, a couple years ago. And it felt like I was ready to end, but after a little bit, I, I definitely, definitely felt that loss of identity and kind of like it was a chore and I didn't really know what to do after and I was lost. Like I still kind of am lost a little bit mm -hmm. because soccer is my life for 
23, almost 20 years. And I've only been around the, the sun 26 times. So um, my life has been centered around soccer. And so I think I've done a lot of self-growth in the last couple of years. And going back to that positive self-talk, I really started to get to know myself more because I've relied on soccer to create my identity for me. Now I'm kind of creating my own identity as I try to venture off into really unknown territory in my eyes, which is kind of the world um, outside of soccer. And so I'm, I'm definitely learning to appreciate what I have, what, what I am. Um, so that way I go around every day feeling good and having that positive outlook on things. I love the direction of this conversation, especially around identity. Um, I want to pose another question for you guys on this topic, which is how do you recognize someone? How, what, how do, I, how do I word this well? How do you recognize when someone really loves themselves or on the other, other side of things, how do you recognize when someone really doesn't love themselves? I think there's, there's like certain qualities and factors when people talk and, and their emotions really show in their words, but how do you guys recognize in someone else? Mm -hmm. Or even like if you looked at yourself from a third party lens, right? Like what, what qualities do you have that really exude that like you truly do love yourself? Interesting, because I think we can all have this perception of somebody and we don't really know internally what's going on with them. So in a way, you're not going to really know until they absolutely say like, oh, I love myself for sure. But, you know, when you walk into a room and your eyes are drawn to a specific person because you know, they're, they are the quote unquote light of the room. I think that is a good quality that somebody is really about themselves and they really know themselves and are confident enough in their own area. And I think that's the difference between confidence and self-love in this, in this instance, because they can be a little bit of the, a little bit of the same thing, you know, walking around, you're so confident in yourself. You love yourself so much. I, I can see them being intertwined in that sense. But for me, when I see Another person, if they are, you know, just very confident in the way they move, I think to me that shows a lot of, you know, self-love. But I, you know, I could be wrong. I think this is a very new topic in my eyes, so I'm really trying to understand a lot of this this area too. Yeah, I agree. I, that was a great answer. And you, the the real answer is like what Connor said. You truly can't know. You can't know what's going on in someone's head. So that's like the bottom line. But I, when I thought about this question, I, I loved it because it made me really reflect on like what qualities a person has when they really love themselves. And I thought of it from both ways where on the positive side, I feel like you can feel when someone just like knows himself and like things don't rattle them. You, things that you could say and and you might say something and for most people like, no, that's not true. And like they might get rattled by it. But like, no, you know, that's fine. You can think that I, I don't. But that's that's that is what it is. Mm. And the other side of that is like when someone gets super defensive. I think that's really when their insecurities show, even if you didn't say anything targeted towards them, they might be like, you said like, oh, this show sucks, but they might be in the corner saying like, no, that's the best show in the world. When it's like, whoa, you don't need to like really go that deep into that. I mean, obviously a show, TV show is not a good example <laughs> of self-love, but it's just like those, those little reactions that you can kind of tell how they kind of perceive about themselves. That's just how I think about it. Yeah, I think that, um, self-love is kind of like your first line of defense in the world for just being able to deal with things. Um, I was going to say a really good trait for people who practice self-love um, is compassion. And with compassion, it, it's a bit different from empathy, whereas empathy is your ability to really like feel things that other people are feeling. Compassion has this, this extra part that um, makes you want to help. And so if I'm feeling compassionate towards Connor, like I'm taking, you know, 
whatever struggles he's dealing with, really feeling them as my own and then saying, how can I, how can I help him? And so I think somebody who has discovered this self-love and is really, um, you know, passionate about that and has kind of unlocked this, it feels so overwhelmingly amazing that you're just like, how can I make everybody else feel this way? You know, I need to give everyone else like this is the secret to being happy. Like I need I need to share it with everybody. And it's recognizing that, you know, everybody I mean, there's just so much pain and suffering in the world. And that's part of life. It's part of being human. Um, but if there's just like a little bit of something um, that just makes you a bit more resilient to all of the bad that goes on, you want to share that. Right. So I, I would talk to absolutely anybody about this. I'm like at the gym, shoving it down people's throats. Like every <laughs> single fitness tip we do is like, love yourself. Here's how practice this, 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 this. And it's because it's, it's just so amazing. You feel like you're in on this secret that nobody else knows. And so, so part of that is just compassion is understanding that, Hey, you're struggling with your body image. Here's how I'm going to help you. And you're, you're almost obnoxious about it. <laughs> and it's not like being a hippie, right? It's not like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not. And so I wanted to, you mentioned like all these tips and tricks that you're mentioning to the gym. And I think it'd be great if you could share those with listeners. I know we didn't ask you to prepare anything for that, but um, I don't know if you have them off the top of your head. Oh, uh, you can yeah. just kind of spin um, out. So, so kind of what I've already said, right? It's the power of positive thinking. Um, and then really crafting the, the content that you're taking in. Those are two really great things. The last one is just that, that meditation, right? So taking that positive thinking a little bit deeper is literally sitting down, uh, 15 minutes every day. Connor has this really great kind of idea with this improving yourself on 1% every day. So I would love for him to talk about that after. But so 1% of your day is 15 minutes. That's it. And so just taking that 1%, sitting down and meditating for 15 minutes. And I think with meditation, it's really hard because we have this like barrier where we think of, you know, like a monk who's just unbothered, like the world could be burning it down around him and he's sitting here like this meditating, right? But it's so much more than that. And there's so many different ways. I mean, there's moving meditation like Qigong and yoga. And there is like transcendental where you're focusing on an image or a mantra, um, whatever it is. And then there's just like the mindfulness yoga or sorry, not yoga, mindfulness meditation where you're just sitting and, and focusing on your breathing and how your body feels and whatever it is. So I think using those um, tools to really kind of change your brain because meditation truly does change your brain. For example, it, it shrinks the amygdala, which is responsible for, for your fear response, right? So, or your stress response. So it shrinks that. Um, and now you're better equipped to handle stress. So meditation alone is great. Um, but really focusing on your mantra. And so that's what I think about is, like I said, my, my favorite quote is I'm trying my best and that's good enough. And so just kind of sitting here and literally meditating on that, repeating that quote over and over in your head, thinking about all the things that you really enjoy about yourself and they don't need to be, you know, I like this little belly roll. It can be, I'm really fucking strong and I've been through a lot of stuff and look at me, I, I came out the other side of it. And so just taking that time, 15 minutes a day to really be appreciative of yourself and 
proud of yourself because that's really hard, right? I feel like we think in order for, uh, you know, to be worthy of being proud of, it's someone, someone else needs to place that on us. Connor needs to tell me, hey, I'm proud of you for doing this. Your parents need to say, hey, I'm proud of you for doing this. You could be proud of yourself, right? And I feel like once you recognize that, you just feel so much gratitude for who you are and, and what you're able to become. Hell yeah. Hype me up, Jill. Let me just say it like that. <laughs> Ooh, man. I love the mantra thing, especially with the, about like reminding yourself that you're doing your best because that's actually something my mom mm. really drilled into me. She always told me like, as long as you're trying your best, that's all that matters. And it, it, it has really helped me in my entire life. Um, I'd love to keep talking about this. We do need to wrap up soon because we are on a new platform and we have about five minutes left until uh, they cut us off. So Again, I, I, I want to keep talking. This is a great conversation. I have a lot of examples I'd love to give, but anyone have any last thoughts they'd like to close off on? It can be a little bit longer, but just heads up, we have five minutes. I think the only thing that I would say is try one thing. Try working on the mantra. Try working on the self-compassion. Try talking to yourself in a positive way. Don't try to do it all at once. You know, Joe was saying about the 1% the better like if you just look at something in your life and try to get 1% better at it, I mean, Richie, me and Richie are reading the Atomic Habits and that's where we're getting this information from. And it's just about, you know, improving that one area of your life by 1%. Not asking you to change a lot, but just asking you to change one little thing and, and it adds up. So starting somewhere and not feeling too overwhelmed with so much that could happen. For me, I agree with that 100%. For me... I think the way, the easiest way that it was for me to find like my inner peace, inner love, uh, was actually doing the mind journal. And I think it was not necessarily like journaling per se is more along the lines of like posing these questions to yourself that really make you think. And I think that's what we try to do here, right? It's like, it, we're just trying to throw out questions that are thought provoking that make you question certain things to make you re to think about certain things and try to like provide you the listener and with ourselves like a way to come out on the other side and just like find that inner peace and inner love within yourself and so the mind draw for me was like a self-reflection every night and a way for me to like you know think about certain things before i go to bed and uh it was i thought that was great and um you know as we've continued throughout the year and a half i think there's all these other tips and tricks that we're learning from jill connor everybody Derek, um and then we're reading all these books like atomic habits and power of positive thinking and different things so there's a million different things out there and like connor mentioned you got to just try one just try one and just you know if you don't like it there's there's another one and another one and another one that you can try yeah, to add to this, to closing thoughts, I, I didn't want to, I want to say something that our podcast in and of itself, if you're listening to this, you're already on that track. You're already practicing some, some form of self-love and trying to get better because that's what we represent, right? And we're trying to do that, share our journey with you. And I, I wanted to, even though it's a little bit of a tap on the, our own shoulder, what Jill said about compassion, you want to share the secret with the world. That's, that's what we're doing here. You know, we, we're just trying to get better and hold each other accountable and, and share what we learn and, and share that secret because all three of us can definitely say, when we started doing this, we all started much better, felt felt, felt better. You know, we just want to share that secret with the world in any form we can. So that's what our Instagram or podcast is. So keep listening, give us some feedback and uh, you know, we love you guys. Love it's Valentine's day. So I, yeah. I love you too, Derek. Our list. <laughs> yeah. Just on Valentine's day though. <laughs> Only Valentine's day. I think uh, my Valentine this year is, is our listeners. So thank you for, for listening. Oh, wow. Damn.
Nice. Well, we have a minute and a half left, so let's get into our challenge, which is in line with our Valentine's Love Yourself theme. It is take a selfie and write down three things you love about yourself. So spread the love. We're gonna try and uh, share this on social media. You know, we're gonna we're gonna hashtag some things. So Richie, our social media king over there, what should we hashtag with our picture? <sighs> Gotta put me on the spot like this, and yeah, I have dude. like sixty seconds to answer. I don't know. I think I think hashtag love yourself. It's a good one, especially on Valentine's Day. Nice. Love it. And if you guys want to give us a little, little credit, you can always throw in baguette boys. We don't mind that. <laughs> Just add us. Just tag us. Yeah. I'd love to read them. Hashtag baguette boys. That way we can see. And there you have it. There we go, Joe. Yeah. Pick up your peeps, your listeners. Yeah. She's our social media intern right now. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, I think that's it. That's a wrap. So let's get out of here. Eat a baguette weekly on Mondays. Yeah, go eat that wheat. Love yourself. And don't forget, it's Valentine's Day. So love yourself, baby. (laughs) Peace. Sorry, let me put my baguette down. I didn't realize you podcasters were still listening. Well, since you are, why not head over to our Instagram page at the underscore baguette underscore boys and DM us. Let us know how all the challenges are going. And why not let us know how your yearly, maybe monthly, or even weekly goals are going. We'd love to interact with you guys and get new perspective to see how we can better ourselves and maybe even better you. Catch you guys next Monday. Peace out.